Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm just going to get this started. I hope everyone's having a good day. I am going to start this and we will get started with some of the stuff that I want to talk about. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight? For the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free And the home of the brave Good afternoon, good afternoon. Uh, this is my, uh, I want to say hi if anyone's on Twitch, uh, and ev hi to everybody on Facebook. I hope you guys are having good days. Uh, it's the first time I'm on Twitch, but I'm going to see how it goes. And um, we'll get started into this, because there's some stories I want to get to, because um, there's a lot of things going on right now in this country that are... <laughs> A little, a little shocking to say the least. Student shares video of moment shots rang out in Texas high school classroom. This is, this is just, it seems like this is a never ending story, but I don't know. I do not know, but we'll find we'll find out. All right, a high school student shared a video from inside her classroom during Wednesday shooting in Arlington, Texas, in which she captured what is apparently gunshots ringing out. The mother of another student in a nearby district, KTLA rep reporter Narissa Knight, posted the video Wednesday morning after reports of an active threat at. Timberview High School in Mansfield Independent School District. The school the school's population is roughly 1900. My daughter texted me from a different school in the district. They're on lockdown. Knight tweeted, "This is traumatic when we're in Santa Clara Clarita. There was a school shooting there too sadly in Saga Praying everyone is okay. And this is the video from the student. Dang. And the thing that surprises me is I grew up in a community that had almost every kid in the school had a gun. And this never happened. Why is it happening? What's different between when I graduated and around the turn of uh, the century and now? Arlington police confirmed that there were multiple victims in the shooting and said 
Multiple people have been taken to the hospital. Officers respond to a shooting about 9 a.m. and all clear, meaning there is no longer an active shooter, was issued around 11 after authorities conducted a methodical search of the building. The gunman has been identified as 18-year-old student Timothy George Kimskins, 18, who is now at large and believed by police to be armed and dangerous. Officials said Skimskins may be driving a 2018 Silver Dodge Charger with license plate PFY-626. Well, I do have some good news with that because I've been trolling their um, Twitter page and... The suspect has been taken into custody without incident and charged with multiple counts of aggravated assault with a gun. Most students have been safely evacuated from Timberview High School. Thank you. Thank you for everyone's help. So the man is it has been caught. The young man. But it's. Sorry about that. But yeah, the man has been caught and that's all well and good. And this stuff, and if you're on uh, Twitch, all this information is in the, if you're on, if you go to Facebook. All right. Now, why most of you, why I'm actually doing this stream. There's been new information brought out by the, about the, the whistleblower on Facebook. The first thing I'm going to show is uh, from Dave Rubin of Blaze TV. The link is in the description on YouTube. So here you go. Because during the show yesterday, there was this Capitol Hill hearing. We had a Facebook whistleblower. And as I said yesterday, it kind of sounded good. She was saying, they're doing all sorts of things. They're manipulating us in all sorts of ways. And they're making us all angry. And the Western civilization is collapsing because of the like button and all that stuff. And it was a bunch of stuff that we kind of knew and we all sort of can see. And we know this stuff isn't making us happy. Like we open apps and we're all angrier than before, like something ain't right. We all kind of know that. Uh, but then the, the hearing started taking a turn because she suddenly started prescribing things for the government to do. And that doesn't really sound like a whistleblower. A whistleblower would be like, here's a bunch of info. Uh, they're, they're up to bad stuff. That mean Mark Zuckerberg and those big tech guys. Uh, here's the stuff. I'm at a hearing. But suddenly she started saying, but this is what you got to do about it. That's a very different thing. Well, now the story started to change. First, we've got uh, a little bit of video of Francis. Is her name Francis Hogan? Is that right? Francis Hogan. Facebook has demonstrated it cannot act independently. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. It is subsidizing, it is paying for its profits with our safety. I'm hoping that this will have had a big enough impact on the world that they get the fortitude and the motivation to actually go put those regulations into place. Uh, okay, so you can see, see she's sort of saying there's some bad stuff here and maybe there's some ways we can deal with it. All right, so again, it doesn't sound like that awful. It's a little weird, whatever. Now we've got some info from the Daily Wire here on, uh, on Hogan. Uh, Hogan suggested that Congress could make Facebook liable for promoting content based on engagement rather than on accuracy or any number of factors. So that's just her opinion on what maybe Facebook or what the government 
in essence, could do. Hagen, quote, has a record of donations to far left Democrats and a history of raising issues about purported bias while at previous employers. She is working with Democrat operatives to roll out her complaint and has the same lawyers as the anonymous Ukraine whistleblower whose allegations led to Donald Trump's impeachment, but who reportedly turned out to be then Vice President Joe Biden's top advisor in the country. Okay, now this is starting to get a little weird. The Daily Wire continues, she's also represented by a company called Bryson Gillette, helmed by a raft of Democratic operatives who are providing Hogan with strategic communications guidance and helping run what one Republican called an incredibly well-orchestrated communications campaign, the Free Beacon reported. Burton is on the board for the Center of Humane Technology, which has waged a policy war with Facebook. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki worked at one point with Bryson Gillette with the Center for Humane Technology as one of her clients. Uh, okay, so this is sort of interesting. We're getting a sense here that maybe she is not exactly just some average employee at Facebook who had some concerns. And by the way, when you suddenly end up on 60 Minutes a few days after, like these things don't happen by happenstance. You know, like the way the industry works, if you're going to get on these TV shows, there are publicists involved. Right. Like I had a book out like publicists get you on TV shows or can't get you on TV shows. For example, when my book came out, I was able to get on every Fox show. I was able to get on every sort of center right thing. But my publicists at Penguin, the biggest uh, book publisher out there, could not get me on any CNN or MSNBC shows because the things that I talk about are against the narrative that they want out there. Uh, I'm using that as an example because she suddenly she goes, OK, Facebook is bad government better get involved. And then next thing you know, she's on a major news magazine show, 60 Minutes. And it's like, oh, so what, what narrative, right? Like, I know, I know you guys get it, but this is the idea that we've got to get across to our friends who are confused about why we are on this slow descent to hell. The mainstream machine crafts a narrative very carefully. This is how they launder the lies. So she says something at a hearing, right? then it kind of works it way up, its way up to 60 minutes. It becomes sort of mainstream zeitgeist. Then we get more politicians suddenly saying, okay, we should censor these things. And of course, the irony is I'm not sitting here telling you that Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and the rest of them are so great. They're pretty awful. They're pretty awful. Imagine if you had a problem with your Gmail account. Is there anyone you could get on the phone, right? Absolutely not. Twitter banned me back in July for saying that vaccine mandates were coming, okay? These are horrible companies. And at some level, I pity them because they became too big and they're run by leftist incompetent morons because they believe more in diversity than truth. And that is gonna create a situation where you're gonna have a lot of bad things happening and a, and a bunch of people at your companies who don't know what to do. But none of that is an excuse to them be like, okay, government, only if the government could now censor Facebook more would be the answer. But that's what the machine wants. The machine wants more censorship on these platforms. And that's why I've been saying for a while, we have to be careful what we ask for. Section 230 that offers these big tech platforms protections so that they can't be sued for the content that goes on their platforms. Once you revoke that, which I understand the inclination to revoke it, okay, we're gonna revoke that, they don't deserve any protections, but then what will they do? They will suddenly be like, oh, we have to censor more stuff because we don't wanna end up in lawsuits. That's why this whole thing is so freaking messy. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, who is the chief Cylon droid over at uh, Facebook, he responded uh, to some of the comments made during the hearing yesterday. Uh, this is from The Hill. Mark Zuckerberg responded to testimony a Facebook whistleblower gave to Congress on Tuesday. If we didn't care about fighting harmful content, then why would we employ so many more people dedicated to this than any other company in our space, even ones larger than us? I don't know what company is larger than Facebook, but okay. If we wanted to hide our results, why would we have established an industry-leading standard for transparency and reporting on what we're doing. He went on to say a bunch of other things like that. Basically, like, we're doing everything we can. I don't know exactly how evil Facebook is, but I know the government's evil. And I know that the more the government gets involved, the more they will suppress thought. All right, let's talk about Facebook. That is very shocking because you would never think that would happen because 
why would a company want government regulations? Why would get why would any company in the United States of America want government regulations? That should tell you everything you need to know about what Facebook is actually doing. And I do have um And here's some other facts, and I br- and I will share with all the stuff about uh, about what she actually did. Frances Hogan testified before Congress yesterday, strongly advocating for increased government oversight of Facebook. Francis is no friend to conservatives. Before Facebook, she was director of a data product at Geekster, Geekster, where she raised concerns that AI objectivity might be racist. Bill Burton, an Obama-area deputy press secretary, is consulting her legal communications team. Given her position at Facebook last October, this means her team must have been instrumental in blocking Facebook's coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop. And I have them articles all ready for you. All right. First one. And this is what is being minimizing and preventing bias in AI. And this was by Francis Hogan, director of Data Product Geekster. Hmm. All right. I mean, it is very... Hey, Todd, I hope you're having a good day. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting to see what actually happens. Because this is not... This is from the Washington Free Beacon. The Facebook whistleblower who revealed herself in a 60 Minutes interview is getting strategic communication guidance from a top Democrat operative, according to a source with direct knowledge of the relationship, which was confirmed by another half dozen sources with indirect knowledge of the partnership. The Francis, the former Facebook employee who has had who has for the past 10 months fed internal documents to a top Wall Street Journal reporter and revealed her identity in a primetime broadcast on Sunday, is working with political consultant and former Obama administration deputy press secretary Bill Burton and his consulting firm Bryson Gillette. And that was all gone over with uh, with what... That was all gone over with uh, what Mr. Um, with the video before this. So if you're just now getting here, you might want to go back to Dave Rubin and listen to what he said. Because it is very chilling that they have these operatives. And now from the post-millennial. Facebook whistleblower working with Obama operative. This is just reaffirming everything that was already said. But that's, it's kind of funny that it's happening now. It's funny that this stuff is coming out and she does not know what the heck is going on? I honestly think that, and Mark Zuckerberg has come out and actually said that he wants 
the federal government to do government regulation. Why would any business in the United States want to have the federal government come and regulate them? That's my question with all this. Why would anyone want the government to come in if they're not with the government? I can understand why why uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, because he wants to kick off certain people off of that platform. And hi, Taylor. Hi, Hillbilly. Hi, Rex. Hi, Roger. I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm doing a quick, a brief stream today for the simple fact there's a lot of information that needs to be put out, and I'm putting it out. I mean, it is just, all right. Hey, Floki. And there is going to be another stream at 6 o'clock. I'm trying to wrap this up as quick as I can so you guys get a little break. The 6 p.m. one is going to be what I missed last night because of freaking internet issues. But that's a whole nother story. And I'm not getting into it. We're I'm going to ask you something. The next story has to do with Tesla. Has anybody seen the article with what a man got from a jury in San Francisco? How much he won from Tesla? Did any does anyone know how much money a man after he sued for discrimination at Tesla won? Well, you're about to see it now, Roger, because it's not chump change. An ex-Tesla worker speaks after winning $137 million with racism verdict. Later, hillbilly. $137 million, and this is from the Daily Beast. A San Francisco jury awarded a massive $136.9 million, $136 million verdict to a former Tesla worker on Monday over claims that he was subject to racist treatment by his superiors. I I had supervisors telling me and hurry up and push the button and push those batteries out of the elevator and they were telling me and orange ain't crap. The verdict included a 6.9 million and Compensary damages and 130 million in punitive damage, according to the legal publication Law 360. It wasn't immediately clear what percentage of those funds go to Diaz attorneys or whether Tesla would be able to reproduce the payout on appeal. 136. Point nine million dollars. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of freaking money. I wish I could get something like that. I would love to have something like that.
Well, I do have a good... Yeah, even after taxes. Even after taxes, I would love to have that kind of money. Well, I do have a bit of good news in this. I don't know if it's good or bad, but there, there was something that happened in New York City that might scare some, uh, actually a couple of good stories. The first, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I'm going to say it's good because of what it actually is. Politi politicians' biggest nightmare. BLM and Trump supporters march together against vaccine mandates. That's kind of funny. And I'm going to play the clip. And this was from October 1st. You know, it seems like this that make you think, how the hell did we get here? It's not a bad thing, but we were so far apart and still so far away, yet we can come together and actually agree on one thing, that these vaccine mandates are tyrannical bullshit. I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you want to take the vaccine, go right ahead. If you don't want to take the vaccine, then don't. You should have the freedom to choose what the hell you want to do. But people all across America are waking up and realizing that if we don't come together soon, we'll end up like freaking Cuba or fucking North Korea. It is because he, they were using the one word. And I... I don't know, but I want to see a video of it happening. And Roger, I know gun activists are all riled up. I know gun activists are all riled up, but it's the point that they do not want us to have that Second Amendment. But, yeah, that, I guess this country is upside down if BLM and Trump supporters can get along. Well, hey, at least here's something that was in that $3.5 trillion uh, uh, wish list that uh, Democrats wanted. If they haven't already, um, if it's not already... I'll let you read this headline. I'll make it bigger for everybody. What does that headline read? What does that headline read? I know it's a temporary alliance, but... If it wasn't already, if we didn't know this already, a lot of us would be shocked. Democrats, $3.5 trillion boondoggle gives 50000 tax subsidy to journalists. That says something. 
among the tax breaks and subsidies for the Democrats' fund, friends in the bill, you know the ones who say you don't pay enough is a tax subside of 50000 for journalists. This will certainly get more journalists hired, but since the taxes expires, expires, journalists will have a big financial incentive to make sure Democrats get reelected to reauthorize the subsidy so they can keep their jobs. That tells you everything you need to know. That tells you everything you need to know. But that is, that's just shocking to me. That is just shocking. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. But that's what they want to do. But it is what it is. And I'm, well, we're going to go into uh, something that's sports related because. I want you guys to know this. Biracial ESPN anchor Sage Steele is taking off air after ask after questioning why Obama identifies black when he was raised by a white mom, calling vaccine mandates sick and saying female reporters know exactly what they they what they doing when they wear sexy outfits inside the locker room. And I will, and this is what she said on the podcast. I mean, I've had talks with young women who like would come in and they'd intern um, with, with me, with our channel or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And, I, and I've said, listen, I would love to, but the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. Yeah. So when you dress like that, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, but you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on too. Yeah. Like women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys when you fill out your census. I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race, yeah. She's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. He goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider, considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. I think to mandate, I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But to mandate it is um, sick mm-hmm. and it's scary yeah. to me in many ways. Um, but I have a job, yeah. a job that I love and frankly, a job that I, that I need. But again, I love it. I just, um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like- yeah. Because we've seen it three times. We've moved. That right there. And I know I'm not going to get a strike with that comment with this one. So that the stream that I'm doing later might actually be on the backup channel so subscribe to the backup channel if you haven't already but yeah that is that is just something that people don't understand i i i don't know and whatever you do is your business it's not mine so i'm not gonna 
And the next one. NC board with withholds funding to block critical race theory. Yeah. The Johnson County Border Commission is in North Carolina is withholding 7.9 million in funding until the school board passes a provision blocking critical race theory from being taught in the in county classrooms. That Hey, a little more good news. The Observer reported the new policy imprinted in the school county's code of ethics now states the United States fundamental documents shall not be undermined and all people who, who contribute to American society will be recognized and presented as reformists, innovators, and heroes to our culture. The policy says failure to comply will result in disciplinary action up to and including dismissal. However, not all were in agreement on the board issuing of the new policy. President of the John Johnston County Association of Educators and an eighth grade social study teacher, April Lee, says the system is selling our souls to the devil for $7.9 million. It's basically extortion, Lee said. They're holding money hostage until they get a policy that is extreme enough for them to approve. We should be should all be angry about that. Critical race theory is defined by Encyclopedia as the concept in which race is a socially constructed category engraved in American law intended to maintain social, economic, and political inequalities between whites and non-whites. It holds that the U.S. society is inherently or systematically racist. Hmm. That's something. That is something that I didn't figure out would ever. But, yeah. This is what we're getting in our schools. This is what we are, what our kids are being taught. Because this is what they want. Because it's not right. None of it is right. All right, now I am going to go to one I skipped over because I forgot it. All right, now let's go to yesterday. A man was sitting in front of the Supreme Court, and this is what happened. All right, here we go. I'll let... Uh, I think it's the police chief. One man taken into custody after Capitol Police had to use a flashbang to remove him from his car. Happened this morning outside the Supreme Court where the car was illegally parked. Our officers had immediately responded. The man refused to talk, uh, made a statement to the effect of uh, uh, time for talking is done. Now, Capitol Police had crisis negotiation officers to try to talk with the guy, but he still refused. So they moved in, pulled him from the car, and arrested him. Two charges, failure to obey and assault on a police officer. No weapons found and no word on a motive. Why weren't there... But that was during the hearings. That happened during the hearing of... Uh... And the next two, if the one with Stage Steel doesn't get me uh, gone for a week, uh, one of these two might. These are the last two stories that I have.
Fauci's henchman disaster applied to develop nodal coronavirus with DARPA, Darla's, and Wuhan in 2018. That The proposal was filed to the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, by DeSessex Eco Health Alliance, the Wuhan Institute of Biology, the University of North Carolina, and Duke NUS in Singapore. The proposal was rejected by similar research at WIV current explain why no natural ancestor of the coronavirus has been found. An unnamed WHO expert told the Telegraph that the process and the application would create a new virus sequence, not a 100% match to anything. But your... But we have to, but I'm not saying this is, this is what happened, but kind of surprising. It's kind of surprising to me, but it is what it is. (coughs) And the next one will probably get me a strike on YouTube, but I'm not going to share it anyways. And these, both of these are from the Gateway Pundit. I will play this video and let you hear from Dr. Fauci. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of a novel avian virus could occur in in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. This is a societal level collapse. They call it the Great Reset. This is their global domination. This is it. This is modern war. And hit me. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we've been given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be, you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, You have to prove that this works. And then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is gonna take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza and it's gonna be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. So there's the whole plan laid out and it's in the. 
yes, there are with Facebook and with Facebook, YouTube, there is uh, doubt because we have to because we can't go against the narrative that they want to do because I know I'm gonna probably be on a weak strike with this one because these are coming out <coughs> and they're trying to hide it from the American people. Believe me, I already planned for this. That's why I have a backup channel. But yeah. There it's very suspicious that it's being said now. It's very suspicious that this is happening now. And I think that video was in 2019. And I'll let you guys listen to it one more time. Tell me what you think. Bam. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, you have to prove that this works. And then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive. That's not. I know that, Samantha P. I know that. But there are people that don't know this stuff. And that's why I'm putting it out there because this will get downloaded onto other platforms. Believe me, I'm not just on. YouTube, because I have a Twitch account. I have things going on. It's very fishy. It's very fishy. Beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. So there's the whole plan laid out, and it's in the. I mean, it. it... Now, do you see why I did this live stream? I know it's in the middle of the day. I know it's in the middle of the day. But this stuff, it needs to be out there. This stuff needs to be out there. Because I'm going between six and seven and eight people watching it. Please. If this doesn't get taken down, which I'm figuring it will, please share this. Because this is what we're, what's going on. I mean, this is not. This is why a lot of us are having trouble doing the vaccine. Because stuff like this 
and uh, there's other reasons. If you decide to do the vaccine, that's on you. But he, this is why sometimes I have to, because I split up a couple of different ones, because I had, yet tomorrow's was going to be too long to do, so I broke it up to one today before my uh, six o'clock one. And I am doing a six o'clock one. If it's not on my main channel, Please subscribe to the backup channel because I will do it on there. Because this information needs to be out there. This has to be out there. And let's remember at 8 o'clock tonight, um, there's another uh, video coming from uh, PV. So please. If you're on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe to my channel because I can't, there's only so much that I can do. But please get this information out there. And I'm going to end it with that one. And I hope everyone has a blessed hour or so before we I do my other live because I'm going to have some funny things and things that's going to make people smile. So please like, share, and subscribe this. Send it out so people know what's going on. Uh, love you all and be good to one another because we only have each other in this fight.